Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, the good news for us is that we have Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, and Robbie Yopes, authors and speakers. Uh, Beatrice has been mentoring kids, and Robbie is doing a marriage ministry now, so we're we're opening up new doors, you know, and and we're not like spring chickens, and I love it that God's opening doors for us, and we're not kids. And then the good news is also, while I was at the National Religious Broadcasters event last week, my daughter received, I'll tell you about the award she got for being kind to others. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, that's I thought awesome. it was really neat. And then Faith, who's sick, she's like, well, I got perfect grades. I'm the smart one in the family. <laughs> and then Riley's like, well, I made it to state for swimming. And I'm like, yes, but let her have her moment in the sun. She I know that's right. To others. Yeah. Oh, my God. Your for kids accolades. are so cute. I took him shopping like as a reward because I'd given, you know, Riley gets certain rewards for swimming, but Hope's younger and she, you can't make it to state at eight unless, mm-hmm. you know, you're like Missy Franklin apparently because it's, it's mm-hmm. 10 and up. Mm-hmm. And so I told her she could have a, she didn't want money. Riley wants money. Like that's what he, he wants to, us to put money in his bank account when he has like certain things in his life that are impressive. That's she cool. wants time with me. So I was going to take oh, her shopping goodness. to buy her some dresses she loves. She wanted a day with me. And she said, we can invite Faith on my day, but Faith is a tomboy. So shopping to her was like, oh. Uh, shopping Uh we're going to the mall Mm -hmm. i go this is your sister's day and the reason she'd gotten a day is because in her last big swim meet she dove in and her goggles fell off and kids stop for that she gets out of the pool crying she won the race by the way Mm -hmm. and it was four laps which for an eight-year-old 100 free is a long that's a long time for a little eight-year-old to swim a long way and so she gets out she's crying and i'm like you won why are you crying because my goggles fell off right she swam with her head out of the water she said my eyes are burning Like, but you know, you're a leader. You you didn't quit. She goes, I wanted to be like Michael Phelps and not give oh. up. And I'm like, okay, oh, so what fantastic. do you want for that? Your brother, you, you won your race and you beat your time. Whenever they beat their time, they can have like a treat, like Dairy Queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. She said, I want a date with you. So, all right, so we're going to go shopping, get her some new dresses, and Faith's like, ew, the mall. And I said, well, it's your sister's day. She invited you along to be nice. She goes, I'm the one that got perfect grades. I should get my own day. Oh, Lord. I'm like, wow. All right, well, I'll get you. I got her new Nikes for basketball, so she was happy. That's that cool. says yeah. something about your kids' love languages. Yes. Because uh, apparently hope is um, t- uh, quality time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, she loves being with me. She'd pick me over in Disneyland. Like, she wants to be with me, and Riley just wants a check. Yeah, gifts. Yeah, right, gifts, right. So what does Faith sure. want? Um, Faith likes time with me, too. i got to figure it out more. You're right. That's a okay. good point. She does want time with me, but she'll want to do – she wants to go, like, jump a lean or okay. do something okay. athletic or have me come to her basketball game or something like Who that. Who likes the rock climb, climbing? Who um, does They it? all do, but they Faith do. does a lot of that. The little okay. six-year-old. In fact, the, the rock climbing instructor is like, I've never seen a kid that weighs, like, 38 pounds because uh, she's tiny mm-hmm. uh, and that so little get to the top <gasps> of the, the wall. I think she started doing that when she was four at rock wow. climbing. Wow. Yeah, when she was so little that people are like, why is that baby at the top of that rock wall, you know? Well, see, uh, you you just confirmed to me today that Faith is actually my my niece. 
Yeah, she's because she hates the mall. So yeah. do I. Oh, Tell I, us so I, we can go hang out someplace else other than the mall. Wait, no, that's the first time my kids are six and eight, my girls. Mm -hmm. That's the first time we've ever gone on like a mommy mall shopping trip. I'm not, I, I usually just go, what do you need? I'll, I'll go on to Amazon, yeah, yeah. you know, because it's quick and easy and I'm so busy. But they love, I was exhausted. Mm. You know how tiring it is to go to the mall? Mm -hmm. And I try to stop for some refreshments. Mm -hmm. I was ready to pass out. I was so I tired of that. And going in there and trying on all those mm -hmm. things in that hot little stuffy room. Oh, that was torture. You're a good mom. You. <laughs> <That she is. laughs> all right, let's talk about... Um, I love relationships that have gone on years and years. And I see you guys like this with your husbands because you've both been married over 20 years now mm -hmm. um, that are so filled with love. So this... Um, older couple, much older than you two, by the way, mm -hmm. are in the hospital. The wife's in the hospital bed, and they're singing together. And Moose said when he caught this from me that he was hoping no one would come to his desk because he was crying. He's like, oh, I got something in my eye. Somebody Aww. cutting onions around here. He's I'm getting crier. emotional. Yeah, this mm -hmm. made him cry. And so he's over there sobbing in his little corner desk in Aww. his little cubicle. So this is an older <laughs> couple in the hospital, and they're singing together. And this is a song I sing with my daughters that one of my daughters did for her um, for family camp talent show. It's so beautiful. So just set the scene. She's in the hospital bed, and the, the, her husband's getting emotional singing with her. Come up a little closer here. This is special to me. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. The other night, dear, as I was sleeping, I dreamed I held you in my arms. But when I woke, dear, I was mistaken. So I hung my head and cried. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Oh, my word. Mm-mm-mm. How long have they been married? I don't know. Don't ask me. Any oh, questions. you could tell it's been like sixty-something years. Oh, were they? It's got to be. So she was in the hospital. Yeah, it went viral. Not... She's in the hospital. Uh -huh. They're singing. Obviously, he's emotional because you know she's not doing that well. And uh, I just thought that was so touching, and it went viral. And you know, I grabbed these stories that I feel are about faith, family, love, devotion, and I think what you just said, Robbie, about love languages. I challenge you listening. Find out what the love language is of your spouse Absolutely. if you don't know. Absolutely. Find out what the love language is of your children so that they feel super loved by you. Yes. Obviously, she feels loved by him, and he was tearing up and starting to cry at the end, and he said, this is very important to me when he started this song with her. It was very important for him to be able to sing that song with her to let her know how much he cares about her, and there is some suspicion that maybe it, he knew that you know it was going to be the end. And some of these you know, things that go viral, you don't always know the story. You don't know the backstory. Mm. You're just guessing from the emotion. I'm wondering if that was like their song. Uh, it sounds like oh, it was. There's one of their like songs. a lot of history there. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. Love you it. Guys it's have, our song with my girls. I you, sing that with my girls. Do you have a song with your husband? Um, Witchy Woman. <laughs> 
well, that just um, took Boy, that mood away. <laughs> no, I, I made uh. that up. I just I don't have a song, so I thought I'd just throw something out there. She's a brick Why, house. A, she's a brick house. Do you have Angie? Yeah, Angie. Uh, uh-huh. How about you? Do you have a song? We have a few. Oh, really? We had Crazy yes, I by Patsy yeah. Klein. Oh, yes. Oh, that's yeah, my girl. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, You Send Me, mm-hmm. like oh, in the middle nice of our one. marriage. Yeah. And now what? we love Casting Crowns Broken Together oh. because it's about a couple yeah. that just it doesn't work. And the only way that they can truly live together and go the distance is to be broken together oh, wow that's good it's a beautiful wow. song that's cool. wow how about you do you have a song with you like with your husband oh boy uh, uh here we yeah go. it's an older song yes. um it was I, I think the name of the group was world-class wrecking crew yes and the song says before you turn off the lights let's get one thing understood and i'll stop right there oh yeah oh it might be naughty wow yeah well okay. they're married yeah, we years? are married 25 years. <laughs> Wait, see, now my song, I'm doing the rhyming thing. What is it? What? <laughs> well, see, my song for my husband, and when we do our, re- we're going to do a vow renewal, and I want to do it this year for 25. Really? Aww. Oh, that is so cool. Yes. yes, you will be invited. That Thank you. And so my neat. song for him is, At last, oh, I love that my song. love has come along. You can sing, Beatrice. That's a hard song to Praise sing. Praise the Lord. That's, yeah. that's my song for him. Ella. Because when, yes, when I look Beautiful. at him, I just I, I fall You're in love all him. over again. I am. You are crazy. He's about a good him. man. But yeah. you know what? I talked to a future son-in-law last night. Ooh, he's really? dating my oldest girl. Okay. Oh, does and he know he's a future son-in-law? Oh, he, he knows. Okay. Because see, I had to give him the mama talk last night. Oh. And I said to him, I said, you know, I love you. I said, but that's my baby right there. That's right. So don't let me have to come and find you. Mm-hmm. And he said these words to me. He said. I love her too. And then he said, the, my only stipulation, he said, I will take care of her, but she's got to outlive me. And I looked at this man. He said, because I couldn't go through it looking at her. I said, oh, <laughs> I looked at my daughter. I said, I'll get rid of you before I get rid of him. Oh. <laughs> because he loves her. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Very sweet. Yeah. That's neat too that he has a relationship with you and knows how important she is to you and your family. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so figure out what the love language is for the person that you love. What's your do you know your husband's love language? I do. It's yeah. service. Sir Oh, yeah. my husband so, loves to give acts of service. Like if he armor rolls my car and cleans it and fills it up with gas, he's saying I love you. That's exactly He likes my to husband. do that for me. Yeah. And I um if I clean. Yeah. He feels very, very loved. Oh, what a horrible thing to have I to do know. to show your love, to clean. I know. Okay, so you have to clean. All right. Like the microwave oven. Yeah. He has a thing about cleaning the microwave and oven. If you clean the microwave oven, he feels it's like, so, you're so devoted I to I love him. you. Yes. Oh, wow. 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 And I know when my husband cleans up my car, like, he's so proud. Yeah. Man, he's out too. there with a big trash can, all the kids. He's scrubbing <laughs> it. And he's, like, saying, Aww. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes. Wax on, wax off. All right, so how about you? Do you know your husband's love language? Is it physical touch? I see His? your eyes. Oh, yes, yours. I see your <laughs> eyes like glinting. Um, I would say mine's quality time. Mine is, for my husband, is service because he allows me to do what I'm doing ah. without getting a job. 
Oh, okay. He keeps that going so that I can go out and be the drill sergeant of life and write my books and what have you. He supports you doing what you're doing. So if you have a good month or a bad month, he just says, keep on doing what you're doing. That's right. Financially, I'm saying. That's right. Yeah. My love language for him is I cook. And when I cook, I cook, baby. Really? Oh, yeah. Will that be at the vow renewal where we get can some we of your come, cooking? Can we come? Yeah, Probably will. There be some, will. Yeah, would yeah. that be great? We get some of your cooking. Absolutely. Yeah. you like, what? The night before, an invitation just to us so you can yeah. cook for us? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I love good cooking. I'm so lucky that my mom, and she'll cook the way I like her to cook. Like, I'm mm-hmm. very specific about health, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, you know, I, oh, she infuriates me when she puts butter in the mashed potatoes before I get a hold of them. You know, I like to get a hold of them first. And I'm yeah. like, I got this skinny beanpole family. I don't want butter in my mashed potatoes. What do you put in mashed potatoes? You like, have to put butter. No, you don't. What do you put in mashed potatoes? Well, they're already delicious. It's a potato with salt on it, for goodness sakes. How bad can it be? You have to have butter. No, you no, don't. No, you don't. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, you're so wrong on I'm so many levels. I'm not wrong on this point. And I'm I know I weigh nut. more than both of you, but I'm still. You but butter, butter. You've you taste tested potatoes, you know. All right, my mom, put, she slips it in there, and I can see it. I can see it. It's a little bit yellow, you know. And you could put, you know, milk in there. That yeah. makes it richer as yes, well. True. And you could put it, like, as a bed under something, like mm-hmm. your chicken or whatever. So but seriously. But I like to do sweet potatoes, um, oh, plain. Okay. Oh, and yeah. I, um, now, I like sweet potatoes, yeah, too. Yeah, they're really you yummy. You don't need, now for those, you don't need brown sugar or butter. Nope. No. No. Nope. You can I eat love plain. sweet potatoes. Yeah, they're super plain, yummy. I buy them by the bag now. Anyway, we dry, digress. We're like, you have a recipe for that? We're, like, sitting at a table having coffee Cook. right now. We're not even on <laughs> On the radio. That's right. How do you make your sweet potatoes? That's All right, cool. so language of love. My husband, um, he, he would love it if I kept the house clean, but that's not really, I don't have a lot of time for that. I bring somebody in that's really close mm-hmm. to my kids, and that's my excuse that she's like a grandma to my kids because she used to be our nanny. So oh, she cool. comes and helps us. And I like, we, we do family adventures all the time. I love having guys fun together do. as a family. Yeah. It's a blast. Yeah. Even these swim meets are a family adventure. And then you know, I plan all these little trips that, that the family I adventures. Really, can I just say I really, really admire that about you? Because I know how busy you are. Yeah, and yet busy. you always make time for your family yes, to have does. these fun little trips yeah. and fun little moments. Yeah. And that is amazing. That's a great mom. I'm already planning a Memorial Day and spring break. So end of March, we're going to go to California, I think. Okay. Okay. And we're going to visit a bunch of my old friends, but we'll go to the beaches. And it's not expensive. We stay with my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. She has a pool in the backyard. Sweet. Oh, she loves cool. having us. I get to see my nephew. Wow. So you can, my husband doesn't necessarily like staying with my relatives because mm-hmm. he does. He feels like we put him out. But sometimes if you stay at a hotel, you don't get that quality time with them. And and if they if they love you and want you there, why not impose upon them? They will, mm-hmm. they, if they invite you, and I've got, you know, my cousin, she lives on the coast of Oregon. I'm going to be going to see her. I've got another cousin in Portland. I'll go to see her. My brother's in Boston. I've stayed with him. I've got relatives in Maine, relatives in Florida. Can I, I, mean, be, can I be adopted I into no, your family? wonderful? And they're all, they all are very welcoming, you know? And so wow. I have like open, and my friend in Nashville that I just went to stay with, she's coming out with her whole family. Oh, and we're cool. going up to YMCA, the Rockies for Mo- cool. Memorial Day weekend. I literally plan some little getaway probably every two months and I take at least one kid mm-hmm. and I might even pull that kid out of school mm-hmm. because like when I go to family camp with my dad and I have to if I have to pull all three kids out of school I do because he's in his 80s mm-hmm. it means a lot to him sure and sometimes and I know the teachers don't always agree I pull a kid out of school and I usually bring at least one kid with me and that's quality time with yes. a kid alone and that's they love right. it and they know they take turns that's right. and this time the girls called me sometimes 50 to 60 times a day which drove me nuts but they know next time it's their time yeah you know, yeah, that's good. How long do you stay with relatives? 
Uh, Do you have a rule? Isn't there some kind of fish rule? I'm not so familiar with yeah, the fish. Like three days. Yeah, fish and yeah, fish and more than three days is bad. <laughs> um, I stayed this last time with my aunts. I believe it was five full days and like a couple of half on either side, so about six. Mm-hmm. And but I try to when I'm there. I'm not kidding you guys. I try to have my aunts. I don't like them to lift a finger. Mm-hmm. Now my aunt Della, who's probably listening, she wants to be helpful. She wants to get in there. We have to kick her sure. out because she wants to get involved. Mm-hmm. And we go walking with her every day. She still walks in their mid eighties, three miles a day. Oh, oh. she is heart. so healthy, Fantastic. so with it, mentally, physically. Love her, but she still wants to get in there and help. And I'm like, no, can we do it? So my cousin Lori and I will try to cook the meals. We'll try to do the yeah. dishes, and yeah. we don't want them to have to do much. Yeah. But they still, you know, grocery shop before we come. But sure. we try to make it. Like when we come, that we're as much of a treat as we can be to them. That's, That's a great yeah. attitude. Yeah, don't come in there and just plop down on the sofa That's right. and say, what are we having for dinner tonight? That's right. Not when it's you're going to see some of your you know relatives that, you know, it's enough to take care of themselves, let alone mm-hmm. you, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, I, and that, in that case, I'll just bring one kid because if you bring a bunch of kids into a house and you've mm-hmm. got people with various medical maybe situations and maybe they're in their 80s, it might be too much to have that many kids around. So I just bring the one and then mm-hmm. that brings some joy into the house and they're happy to see one, but they mm-hmm. might not be happy to see three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about it. As much as they love you. Yes. Okay, it's kind of hard. Enough, yeah, right? yeah. That's good. Good for you. Oh, love you it. You know, I was thinking, I'm just, I'm thinking blogs. Blogs are on my mind. Yeah, blogs. And You're a blogger. I was, but I was thinking, you know, that would be a great blog um, f- that I could not write. Five tips for being a good guest. Yeah. Because I'm not, I don't know how to be a really good guest because I'm so sensitive mm-hmm. that I come and I go, oh, okay, I'll leave now. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I love bringing like my love to them because I love them so much. But then I also bring my service to them. Yeah. And I just think that um, being a good guest, I was just, um, you know, at a friend's house in Nashville at the National Religious Broadcasters. Mm-hmm. And that Southern hospitality thing is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I woke up and she had like a, a cheese platter and oh, like yes. all the fruits oh, I yes. like, mm-hmm. scripture and a note on the mirror. She had scented candles lit mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. She had coffee made for me. She doesn't even drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, what is going on? This oh, Southern hospitality is blowing me away. Very it's like sweet. the real deal. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not like that. Like when you come to my house, you, I am so welcoming, but I'm like, there are sheets in the closet. <laughs> and I think there's some I clean like pillowcases. Right. And uh, there's whatever you want to eat, you make it. You know, like I'm not a big, but then my cousin Lori, when she comes to stay with me, if we have a big gathering, she's the leader and I let her lead and she decides what we're going to have for meals and Mm -hmm. she gets in the kitchen, she starts cooking and she'll literally take over my house and entertain the people I have there. And she's the leader because that's her gift, but she's retired. Mm -hmm. And so she has a lot of time for planning that I don't have now. See, I'm an entertainer like that. You like that? I am. When people come to stay stay at my house. You're Southern too. Both of you girls are Southern. I am. I would put chocolates on their bed and and you know on their pillow and stuff and have a basket of yeah but we Yankees and, we don't know that pillow that chocolate's there we got chocolate all over our faces when we wake oh, up we're like we're somebody left chocolate in our bed you know like we're not used to that spoiling See, that, that's why you you just stay with what you're doing okay <laughs> <laughs> let let me do this oh gosh <laughs> my husband and I have a deal where um he's kind of more of an introvert but he's a very good cook. So if anybody comes over to our house, I'm with them, talking, drawing mm-hmm. them out, making them laugh, and he's in the kitchen cooking. Really? That's funny because he's funny. He's funny like you. He he's an funny, extrovert he, with you. He can all. He can also cook. I love that. My oh, that's I, cool. I, I try to have really my brother come cook. to any special occasion because he's a great cook. And when he does, I'm like, oh great, now I gotta cook. 
<laughs> you know, because he is really good. Homemade pizza, homemade pizza oh, yeah. dough, the whole oh, nine yeah. yards. Yeah, oh, I love cool. that. All right, so our challenges to you would be find out the love language of someone you love and do something special for them. Mm-hmm. Let them know how much you care about them. Yes. Maybe let your husband know in some special way you respect him. Yes. You know, because men really thrive on that. Yes. And then fa- plan a family adventure or, you know, reach out to someone like my aunt lives alone. She gets lonely. Um, and my aunt, uh, Ginny, maybe reach out to an aunt that might want a phone call or someone or plan a family adventure see if they'd like to see you Robbie going to see someone isn't necessarily putting them out they might be overjoyed well you've inspired me I'm gonna call my relatives today very inspirational I'm coming all right Uh, your website Robbie RobbieYopes.com and CottonIsArms.com. And that's her marriage ministry. And if people would like either of you to speak, um, they, they can get, get in touch with you. Your RealSergeantOfLife.com. RealSergeantOfLife.com. We'll be right back. His love expressed for us right here on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. Do you ever feel like, you know, you need a roadmap to your goals or you need some hope or you feel lost? Well, Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation, she teaches us the specifics, the roadmap to reach your goals and dreams. Hi, Carrie. How are you, Angie? It must be very exciting for you to help people reach their goals. It's very exciting because everybody has a vision of what they want their life to look like, Angie, but most of us walk around with it all stuffed inside and not able to get it out. And that's what I help people do. And what I find that you do is you have us write down uh, what we see ourselves doing or would like to see ourselves doing in one year, two year, three years. Right. And then you ha- you break it down into steps and then it makes it so much more simplified and less intimidating. Well, I think people overestimate that, you know, a baby step ha- can take you a long way. So yes, I get them to take little tiny baby steps toward the bigger vision of what they want their life to look like. Or right, if people want to talk to you, work with you, see what you're up to, how do they reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. The greatest need for the fall season is for mentors and interns. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. All right, you want to be healthier, right? What if you could get a free health assessment and you could get a number that would let you know, hey, I am really in bad shape, or hey, I'm doing really <laughs> great. Well, we've got one for you. It's a free health assessment. It's 100 questions, and Dr. Joe Arve is here. And Dr. Joe, how do we uh, take this health assessment? Basically, just send me your first name and your last name and your email address, and we'll email this lifestyle risk questionnaire to you. And what it does, it's 100 questions, and it analyzes how you're living, how you're eating, what you're doing, to whether your health is going the 
right way or the wrong way. And it gives you a score. And then based on that score, we can go to work on making lifestyle choices, diet changes, things you can do every day to get that score down and get your health moving in the right direction. And so you can call me at 303-349-6011 and leave me a message and I can get you plugged in that way. Or you can text me at the same number, 303-349-6011 or go to spinegeek.com and contact us and we'll get a hold of you there and we'll make it happen. But it's a free assessment and it's going to be awesome for you. This is where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. Well, the good news is that we have author Dr. Mary Manns Simon joining us. And her book is wonderful because we have a grandmother living with us, grand grand. All the grandparents are alive in our kids' family. And uh, the book is Faith Footprints with My Grandchild by Dr. Mary Manns Simon. Hello, Dr. Simon. Hi, Angie. It's great to talk with you. Great to speak with you as well, Mary. All right, so let's go ahead and just give everyone kind of the lowdown on what the book is about. It's really um, a guided journaling plus activities to do with a grandchild. So the guided journaling is for grandma and devotional thoughts. And then you do a kind of corresponding activity with your grandchild. So it's two books in one. That is such a great idea because part of the beauty of being a grandparent is you can pass on these little uh, bits of wisdom. And I know you've written a lot of books for children and you've written a lot of books in general. So what led you to uh, write something that kids and grandparents can do together? As an author, Angie, I've always had in my mind a triangle. um, And at the three points of the triangle are God, an adult, and a child. And I've always prayed that God would help me bring those two, those three sides together. So this was just a natural. And the thing is, as we get older, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I certainly have. You know, you question, what is my legacy? What am I leaving yes. behind for my kids? And you see this with your own family and how wonderful you have that history right there with you. You know, I love it that I didn't even realize, by the way, that we have some of your books. That's what's so funny as I went through and looked. Um, you teach so many wonderful lessons to kids. One of your books is Duckling is Patient, Lamb yeah. is Joyful, Squirrel Says Thank You. And I talk to my mom a lot about when she gets upset with my kids, because my mom does have a bit of a temper, um, to pray with them. And that really has helped. In fact, I said to my son just this week, I said, you better get outside. Grand Grand's waiting in the car with the girls and she's going to be angry. He said, no, she's been much better at that because the kids have even learned if they bring faith into an angry situation, like in the car on the way to school, they do something called their gratitude list. They can actually calm grandma down. And I've talked to, you know, so then she goes, oh, gratitude list, five things we're grateful for. Oh, I'm not angry anymore. This is fantastic. Like, you know, that makes her happy. And so I love the idea that grandparents know that they're the ones leaving a big legacy, a big footprint, a big fingerprint on these kids. I guess fingerprint's a little more beautiful. <laughs> a fingerprint <laughs> on these children. And that these seeds of faith in your grandkids can be planted by you, grandma and grandpa. Uh, so let's talk about some of the things, Mary, that you teach the grandparents and the kids and how do they plant seeds that grow in these children. You are so right, and your example, Angie, was so good, because you're really talking about lifestyle Christianity. Yes. So often we think that leaving a legacy has to be a a big, long-drawn genealogy kind of deal with a big family tree, but in reality, we are leaving those seeds of faith, those footprints of faith, every day by what we do. 
just the way your kids responded, your older person responded in your family. What a great example for all our listeners today and us to go ahead and look for those little times, those teachable moments, those catchable moments that God just kind of drops in our laps for us to use. I love that. And I love the idea of just taking these little teachable moments out of the day, but your book actually makes those teachable moments so much more tangible um, because you specifically have them sit down for a lesson. So in Faith Footprints with my grandchild, let's talk about some of your favorite um, teachings, some of your favorite lessons. Well, I like an example of one that I have right here in front of me, and I'll shake it if you can hear it. It was an apple juice container, which we dumped out, and then with my grandchild, um, we put in things that were reminders of places we'd been and things that we'd done. So we put some salt in there from the, the blue blue jar of salt and uh, put in balloons and little pieces of Lego and little bits from a birthday party and pennies from going to the bank. All the little reminders of the moments, those, those precious times that we've had together. They aren't necessarily any special deals, but just those moments that we catch on an everyday basis. But now I have my little apple jar reminder of those times that we spent together. So that's one of my favorites. That is really neat. Okay, give us a couple more. We've got plenty of time, and I love these little examples. Great. Well, what I suggest um, grandparents do, especially if they're across the country Mm -hmm. like I am from our five grandsons, is that we ask our kids what they've talked about in the last hour or what they've done since breakfast. That gives a great conversation starter and a great beginning often to an activity. It doesn't have to be anything special. It might be that you go and blow bubbles outside. You might draw with chalk on the sidewalk. Those kinds of things, shooting baskets together, because those are parallel situations. Those are times when a child doesn't feel he's on the spot and has to talk. That is so true. Uh, One time um, I was in the cul-de-sac and I walked in the middle. I love to walk. So I walked a small circle in the middle of the cul-de-sac and they rode their bikes around me. And they kept giving me stories, and we were talking about the magical moment of their day, and they just kept sharing things with me. And you're right. If they're distracted by some other thing they're doing, they really do have time to bare their souls without thinking too much about it. Exactly. And what we bring as grandparents is we aren't bogged down by the clutter of everyday incidents. You know, we don't know if the child forgot to make his bed or if he's wearing the wrong color socks. That doesn't matter to us. We have lived long enough to know what really matters in life. And we can focus on that without the distractions of the everyday incidents that happen. That's what makes being a grandma so exciting. There's no clutter in the way. It's a very pure relationship. It's just the grandchild and us. And you put God into that element. And, you know, those faith, those faith moments just happen. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's just a wonderful way to bond. Well, that is a neat way, like you mentioned, to connect with grandkids, you know, that there's some obstacles with, you know, time and space. And also, I think it's difficult sometimes for grandkids to connect if there's a a problem with the mother-in-law or son-in-law. I'm a real um, advocate for grandparents, and I'm a, a big fan of bringing the different generations together. I think the kids really need their grandparents and can learn so much. And like you said, the grandparents aren't bogged down by everyday things. And I, I really call people to not punish grandparents because you may not get along. There was a time when my mother-in-law maybe didn't like me so much, and I couldn't figure out why. And She's a little bit controlling. Everything's definitely got to go her way. Uh, but with that said, uh, over the years, I think she's begun to maybe not like me, but really appreciate me because she sees how hard I work for my family. And we've become, I would say, friends. I mean, but in the beginning, it would have been very easy for me because we had a tough relationship for me to keep my kids away from her so that I could stay away from her. But there was even a time when she didn't talk to us for about a year, and I really prayed about it. And I thought, you know what, regardless of whose fault it was, I've got to make amends in some way so that I can mend the relationship so my kids won't lose out on a grandparent. And they were young at the time, maybe two, four, and six at the most. And so I felt that I had to make sure, grovel, say I'm sorry, do whatever I needed to do in order to make that relationship work. And I remember after things were kind of mended and that she was seeing the kids again and my father-in-law as well, because they're great grandparents, really great grandparents. I said to her, well, something to the effect of, you know, you never did apologize to me. What's funny is some people aren't good with apologies. And she said to me, well, if that's what's necessary, then okay. And then there was silence. And I thought, is that an apology? Like I didn't know, like it was so silent. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? The, your your gift is seeing the joy on your kid's face when they spend yeah. time with these grandparents. Because to be honest with you, I can't imagine how great it would have been if I had grandparents like my in-laws because they are super. And imagine what a horrible thing that would have been for me to steal that from my children because of my own selfishness. And we see it happen time and time again, as you know, Mary, in-laws yeah. that don't get along and vice versa. And the grandparents get punished. But guess who really gets punished? You're punishing your own children. Yeah. And what a spiritually mature way you handled that situation. I think, Angie, one of the biggest surprises to me as a grandma is how much I still have to learn and how much I still need to grow in my own faith. You know, you think that by this time in life, we've dealt with things like jealousy and commitment and loyalty. And you know, what are we doing being jealous of the quote, other grandparent? And yet these are still feelings that we need to work through. And what a vivid reminder that we are still growing up with Jesus. Yeah, that we all are. I love that. And we're still so much that we still have so much to learn and grow. Well, Mary, in your book, um, I want to touch on something that's kind of interesting because it's a little bit different in our family. In Faith Footprints with my grandchild, Dr. Mary Manns Simon, if you're just joining us, there is a, you talk about how to talk about faith with your grandkids when the parents aren't believers. Now, in my case with my in-laws, I wouldn't say that they're, they, they're not churchgoers, and uh, I would say that we're definitely more on board, and that's a big part of our lives. And I really respect that when my kids bring up Jesus or heaven to my mother-in-law, she kind of, she plays along with them. It's not that she doesn't believe, it's just not part of her life. So what do you do then, though, if your grandkids have parents that aren't believers? And you've really hit on a common 
situation that we have today because we have a whole generation of parents, people who are parenting right now, who have no personal Christian history. Mm -hmm. Um, They really don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so what I encourage people to do is, um, you know, certainly to pray. An easy thing to do is to, on a regular basis, and this works with grandkids of all ages, um, take a neighborhood prayer walk and include the house that your, your grandchildren live in. Because when we consistently provide that prayer cover, and when we consistently ask God to take action and to help heal relationships or to work within people's hearts, tremendous things happen. And I think so often we underestimate the value and the benefit of prayer. Mm -hmm. My dad wrote his doctoral dissertation on prayer, and as a child, I really didn't catch on to it. But I realized as I've gotten older that there are two sides of prayer. There is asking God, talking to him, but also listening for his voice. And if you take a neighborhood prayer walk, stopping in front of each house, asking your grandchild, what should we pray for for this person? And mention them by name. Then you go on to the next house and you do this on a regular kind of basis. You take time for that second side of prayer, for that side of prayer that is listening for God's voice. You know, I think that prayer is such a valuable tool to not just, I mean, obviously it's a valuable, you know, prayer is wonderful, but it's also a valuable tool to find out what's going on in your kids' lives because when they pray, they talk about what's important to them, what's bothering them, who they care about, who they're worried about, because it'll come up in their prayers when they start mentioning kids at school or a teacher that they're worried about that's sick or et cetera. And then they pray oftentimes about the grandparents. So you mentioned in the book um, activities that grandparents, specifically grandmothers, that's who you're gearing the book more towards, but grandparents in general, mm-hmm. activities that they can do to connect with their grandkids. You mentioned the bubbles and doing mundane things like, you know, just shooting baskets over and over to get the kids to talk. What else? You know, I really recommend that you look to your grandchild for some ideas. And again, they don't have to be fancy ones. But the other source of ideas is the other people who are grandmothering with you. Have you ever been to a grandma shower? No. Oh, um, that's a time when you're, you know, celebrating a new life that is maybe coming into one of your friend's lives. She's never been a grandma before. Everybody brings some diapers or something for a, for a shelter or a pregnancy um, center in your area. And you just talk about being a grandma because as grandmas, we have this wonderful support system of other grandmas. Right. Once we get beyond any feeling of competition with what this grandma's doing and I'm not, or how much money this grandma's spending and I'm not, then they are a wonderful source of ideas. As moms, we had our own mom networks. But as grandmas, we can also build a grandma network just for us. And it's those people that I contact for ideas. Grandmas who are experienced, who have kids, grandkids who are a little older than mm-hmm, mine, mm-hmm. 
grandparents who are grandmas who are in the same kind of age range as we are, and then grandmas who have younger grandchildren because it's our turn to teach the next generation of grandmas. Right. So we have this wonderful resource of grandmas right around us. Well, I I just love the stories, and then, you know, it's a really sweet story you have in Footprints, and then uh, to do with my grandchild, then the prayer, and then also to (laughs) reflect, and obviously if the grandchild's too, you know, young to write, you know, you can do it yourself, and I love it. Grandparents, you know, they aren't bogged down either with their, there's so much going on in life. I think that sometimes teaching our kids about faith falls through the cracks, you know, you have Sometimes mm-hmm. sports now, a basketball game on a Sunday. So we try to go to church Saturday night, and then we have a state swim meet this weekend. So it'll interfere with that. And, you know, I just think that, that the most important thing is teaching, my, like making sure my kids get to heaven. And so how does that fall through the cracks? Because you have so many jobs and so many commitments. So how wonderful when you can have a grandparent, you know, come up alongside you now and help you. Now, in many of your books, besides the grandparent book, you teach children. <laughs> Yes. What, where did your passion for writing all these kids' books and teaching them all these lessons come from? Um, you know, I really have to say that I was probably, I'm probably one of the first authors you've ever interviewed who, did, who didn't plan to write a book. Really? And you've written how many? Oh, they're probably 60 or 70 in print. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but... I, I really, um, I plan to teach college, which is why I earned a doctorate. Wow. And I needed that degree. But God had other ideas mm-hmm. and other plans. And you know what happens, Angie, when we let God plan our life? He has such amazing surprises for us. I, w- I had finished all my life goals by the time I was 32. And I, I had approached it wrong. I had approached life wrong. I had a plan. But when I decided, well, I've done everything I want, it's God's turn. If I had done that backwards, I can't imagine what God would have done. Mm-hmm. But we really have to, you know, look to those words of Scripture and know that God does have a plan for us. And whether it's a a season of joy and love and hope, or it's a tough season of life, we know that there is a plan for us, and God has more intended for us than we could ever imagine. So I have to say in answer to your question that I really didn't plan to be a writer. I didn't plan to do all this stuff. I just wanted to teach college. (laughs) And so what was that calling? So many of us feel a calling from God and we ignore it. How did you feel called to write the 60 or 70 plus books? It started on a McDonald's napkin. I had three children in three years while I was getting my doctorate during those five year, that five year period. And we didn't have any devotions to use for our kids. Now I'm a pastor's wife, daughter, granddaughter, and, and daughter-in-law. So the church was always important to us, and I just felt something was missing, that we didn't have any devotional materials. But I had three kids under three, and I needed action-oriented stuff. So I just wrote down on a McDonald's napkin how God was at work in our lives one day. And I used wow. that that night for our devotion. And the next day, our son was going to be five months old. 
Today he is 35. Wow. But I wrote down about Matthew turning five months old. We used that for our devotion. And that book got on the bestseller list. It was Little Visits with Jesus. And that started, you know, that was all part of God's plan because it sure wasn't part of mine. That got the ball rolling. Oh, I love that. Dr. Mary Manns Simon, you can find her 60 to 70 plus books and also (laughs) Faith Footprints with My Grandchild. And send us to your website, Mary. Yes, it's marymansimon.com. It's real easy. M-A-R-Y. M-A-N-Z-S-I-M-O-N dot com. Excellent. Thank you so much. God bless you, Mary. Thank you. Thanks, Angie. This is the place where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors through you. And it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally. And you need donations. We need donations all the time, and we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can easily call 303-238. Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay. Celebrating God and His Word in America. In the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, God has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. From 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. Let God's Word come alive in your life today. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. Do you ever feel like, you know, you need a roadmap to your goals or you need some hope or you feel lost? Well, Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation, she teaches us the specifics, the roadmap to reach your goals and dreams. Hi, Carrie. How are you, Angie? It must be very exciting for you to help people reach their goals. It's very exciting because everybody has a vision of what they want their life to look like, Angie, but most of us walk around with it all stuffed inside and not able to get it out. And that's what I help people do. And what I find that you do is you have us write down Uh, what we see ourselves doing or would like to see ourselves doing in one year, two year, three years. And then you you break it down into steps and then it makes it so much more simplified and less intimidating. Well, I think people overestimate that, you know, a baby step can take you a long way. So yes, I get them to take little tiny baby steps toward the bigger vision of what they want their life to look like. Or if people want to talk to you, work with you, see what you're up to, how do they reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Connect with us on Facebook and 810klvz.com. Welcome back. Well, Lee Martin, she helps us with life. She helps helps us untangle life's issues. She's a radio host and counselor and friend of the show, and she's here to help us. You know, we had a lot of goals, Lee, at the beginning of the year. We were very excited at the beginning of the year, and now some of that's fallen away. (laughs) Isn't that the way it works? Yes, and you have help for us today. 
Yeah, you know, just to talk about new beginnings and the idea that, you know, fresh starts for old problems and that there's always the opportunity for a new beginning. You know, we do kind of get that momentum, you know, at the beginning of a new year. And that's all great and wonderful. You know, I'm a regular at the gym and January is always that month where the gym is so packed you can't even get in there. And then it goes away, <laughs> you know, and and it's back to us people who go there on a regular basis. But just getting past the idea of the New Year's resolution only and really decide that any day, any time can be the time to start working on solving that problem that's still hanging out there. Love it. So how do we go about doing that? How do we get started? Well, you know, Angie, honestly, I think, and this, I, this is opinion, I think the number one thing that stands in our way to solving the problems in our life is simply that we just go on in life day by day, day by day, day by day, kind of just doing our thing or living in survival or just being busy. Yeah. And we just, the number one thing is to just stop and identify. And I'm saying that one thing, we all have one thing that is the main thing that is kind of the major drain in our life right now. One thing that if we could just pull it to the front and give it attention, it would make a huge difference to see, you know, some resolution in that area. Hmm. So for me, the number one thing is just make a decision to pull it to the front and identify it, define it. Don't let the days just keep slipping by because pretty soon it's 20 years and we've been sitting in that same problem. Interesting. Okay, so you're saying don't try to change everything in your life at once, but there's one thing that if you solved that issue, it could possibly have a great impact on improving the quality of your life. Yeah, pick pick the one thing, center in and focus on it and make a decision to take this on as a personal project. You know, it's the starting point of just bringing it into focus. That's that. to me the number one thing. And then this, and then once we do that, you know, it's, it's the idea of the power of identification and decision. Okay. And so often we're just, you know, caught in just the busyness of the next day. And that thing is hanging there in the background. I'm saying pull it right. to the front identify it and make a decision that you're going to start working on it. And then the second thing is just make it a project. I mean, it's the power of decision is so important. And then making it a determined decision that I am going to make this a project in my life. I'm going to work on it day by day, week by week and month by month, a little bit at a time, step by step to make this thing better by X amount of time, whatever that's going to be. Put a goal to it, put a timeline to it. And then each week, just lay out the steps that you're going to take. And it's amazing if we just keep taking the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. Pretty soon in six months, we're in a very different place. And it's just because we decided and we put some effort to it. And you created a roadmap where you have specific goals and maybe you have to write this down Yes, and create a plan. And I think having accountability partners can really help in this. I've got accountability partners now, two of them. And every week we check in and we figure out, did you do A, B, and C you said you'd do last week? That's so great. I was thinking about the idea of cheerleaders. But yeah, that's that that idea that, you know, bring a few encouragers or accountability partners in alongside, you know, 
it does help to have others that we know are quote, you know, with us in the journey. Yeah. I'm not, tackling, not tackling this beast all by myself that I have people that will come alongside me and believe in me and encourage me and challenge me when I'm, you know, on my left foot or not making progress. All right. Love that. We've got about a minute left. What do you want us to take away from this? Decision, Angie, you know, pull it to the front and make a decision. Don't just keep letting the days go by so that 20 years accumulate and that thing is still hanging there. Pull it to the front, make a decision and start putting some action plans to it and it'll make a huge difference in your life. And I love the idea of making it a project. Then it sounds fun. Yes. All right, Lee Martin, how do we find you? Lifechangingradio at gmail.com. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Angie. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.